0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Well, happy Friday, October 7, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife, Doreen, of both the Elijah List right, ElijahList.com and Elijah Streams that you're watching. We are in year 25 of doing this, the whole thing, and uh, we're loving every minute of it. Uh, We're going to bring – we're extremely blessed to have Robin Bullock back on for a second day in a row. It's very, very kind of him to come twice in a week even, so that's amazing. So I just want – we want to um, just give you an alert about the next American Warriors that is premiering today. After the show, you just go to Rumble, which you're on. Most of you are on Rumble right now watching this, and then you just put American Warriors uh, just like it sounds. But here's here's today's episode – Uh, 96-year-old Hiram Hearn was a World War II B-24 mechanic at only 18 years of age. I can't even believe that. At 17, he left his high school graduation ceremony, got directly on the bus for boot camp. He found himself in charge of keeping seven B-24 heavy bombers in the air. This guy's like 18 years old. (laughs) Amazing. The average age of the bomber crews was only 21 years old, and they depended on Hiram to keep them Uh, and their planes in order, in safe and in order. So it's going to be an amazing episode. I hope you'll avail yourself to that. Watch for that name, Hiram Hearn. Usually that name is right on the uh, episode, but we're premiering a new one every day uh, that most of you have never seen. So uh, it's going to be... We're going to be doing that more and more. A lot of the the premieres that we mentioned will have a little trader. Some of these did not have a trader with them. So, all right. It's about time to bring Robin on. So, without further delay, let's bring in Profits and Patriots. Here we go. Well, Brother Robin D. Bullock, how are you, my friend?
2: You're long. Shalom. Hello, <laughs> I want that's to. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Shalom. There
1: you go, getting better. Hey, it's good to have you back. So, but there's so many places we can jump off. So, let me let's talk for a minute about what was coming. What we were talking about just before I came on the air now. I got a really nice letter from a couple today. They were not mean spirited in any way, uh, but they withdrew their support. They said, We maybe were doing the wrong thing, maybe we got this wrong, but. Uh, a certain prophet gave a word and said watch for the what's gonna happen in the next few days and something big didn't happen in the next few days so they said you can't you shouldn't just be letting words go and not not correcting them when something didn't happen. So I wanted to talk just throw that out to you and say what are your thoughts about uh, we're not mad at the couple, but about the thinking processes that would say, well, we can't follow you anymore because these some several pieces of timing were missed. What are your thoughts?
2: You know, um, well, timing, to speak about timing and the things of the Spirit. Now, here, uh, let me let me talk just a minute about this, and then we'll, yeah. uh, I mean, I can't say about another prophet or what he said, what he didn't say, because I didn't hear the word. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't hear it in my spirit, so, right. you know, um, but I know this, I remember when I was a little boy. Um, you know, this a prophetic gift called to the office of a prophet. It started operating in me from very young, very, very young. You know, I would see I would see into the future till I was in my 40s Good. sometimes. And I remember one time I had walked up to my cousin's house and uh, I, I went up to the back door there. And I see on that old hill where I was raised at. If you came up there, you were either lost or coming to see us. I mean, you couldn't have been there, was no other reason,
1: nothing in between. (laughs) No,
2: and um, I lived at the end of the road. One of my cousins were here, and the other was across the pasture from her house. And so I was about 10 or so, maybe I don't know, 11. And I walked up there and I remember I knocked on the door to see if anybody was home. Nobody was home. So I walked back down the steps and I came up on. They had this row of pomegranate trees in their backyard, so they were mature trees. That's important. They were mature. They were bearing fruit. Everything, you know, they were good trees. And so I walked down there, and I, I got all oh, about around the last one, headed out of their yard, and the sky above me went real steely looking, like overcast, really? and this wind started blowing. And it was wild. It was a different wind, Steve. It was like a, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I know when a prophetic wind blows now. But when it started blowing, I looked around. I could still feel my hair blow. And I, and I heard across the pasture from me. I heard this sound. Robin! And so I, I, I hollered across the pasture back. I thought it was my other cousin. Michael on the other side and I said What then I Robin twice I said Why <laughs> Robin, What and it <laughs> dawned on me three times and it dawned on me wait a minute there's nobody home over there either Man my knees started knocking together and I took off running back to the house, at old barracks, army barracks I was raised in. I, I took off back down there, and I told my grandmother she lived with us. And um, years and years passed after that. And I'm in ministry when I'm a grown man and so, so forth. And I, I asked the Lord one day, I remembered this. And I said, Lord, what was that? And he spoke up to me, and he said, what did it sound like? tell me. He wanted me to tell him I'm in the car by myself. I said, well, it sounded like this, Robin. He said, is that what it sounded like? I said, yes. He said the second time, what did it sound like? Tell me, show me. And I said, Robin. The third time he asked me, is that what it sounded like? I said, Yes, that's what it sounded like. He said, show me. Robin. And it dawned on me. I said, Lord, that's exactly what it sounded like. (laughs) I said, that was my voice now as a grown man. Back then, he said, yes, I called you from your future in a voice that you would answer. A voice that would be familiar to you. And so, man, and I. Now, now we're talking about time,
1: yeah, time. time.
2: And I said, "Man!" And now, years after that, I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, with a friend of ours, and uh, Robin and I. And he has he's he has vitamins and all these uh, ancient nutrition uh, things, and he's just really uh, just a strong believer. Him and his family. And I'm up there walking around on one of their farms. And I remember his wife said, look over here, look at these pomegranate trees. And he said, she said, they're real young. And I walked over there to look at them and it was a row of them in pots. And I walked over there to look at them. And when I did, suddenly the sky started going steely above my head in the sky. And this wind was blowing. And the Lord said, this is the place I called you from Gee. when you were a boy. And he said, the trees are young now. They were mature then. That and, doesn't
1: make anything uh-uh. that. that makes no sense. Uh-huh. That's not logical. <laughs> and,
2: but the, the time and across the waves of time that happened. And see, and so we look at things like that. And when we start trying to figure out the timing of God, and the time frame he has, it's just like in the story of the good Samaritan, you know, where Jesus told the man, the man wanted to know his motive was, why can't I make myself right? Why can't I make myself right? Je- remember he asked Jesus yes. he's, and Jesus said, uh, so he had to tell him a story of why he couldn't make himself right and who his neighbor was all at the same time so he said uh there was a certain man now it's not a parable it's a really a, an event it's for certain this one guy said he left his home in jerusalem and traveled down to jericho and on his way down there he fell among thieves and he said and and uh, they wounded him stripped him of his raiment left him half dead and he said uh, a priest came by passed by on the other side a levite came by passed by on the other side but a a samaritan came by in his journey picked him up poured in oil and wine bound up his wounds put him on his own beast and carried him to the inn and gave the innkeeper two pence and said take care of him until i return and if he owes anything else i'll repay it when i get here and he said now that's your answer he, he just, that was the guy's answer. He said, well, I, I imagine the guy scratched his head, you know, because he said, who is his neighbor? He said, well, the one that did him good. He said, well, you go do likewise. But now he also answered why he can't make yourself right. Because the certain man he's talking about is Adam. And he said, you can't make yourself right because Adam, where Adam lived was in Jerusalem. Now, the city of the great king. Oh wow. And he left Jerusalem, travelled down the bloody way to Jericho, which means the moon, where Satan's throne was. And he said he travelled down the bloody way, and on the way down there he fell among thieves, but the Greek says he lied among them. In other words, he went down there and got amongst them. When he did, said they wounded him, stripped him of his raiment, and left him half dead. They didn't take his money. They took his covering, they Mm. took his robes and he said, the priesthood came by, but couldn't save him. The Levitical law couldn't save him, but a Samaritan in his journey came to him. And a Samaritan is a person who's a half Jew.
1: Yeah.
2: A Samaritan is a person whose mama is Jewish but their daddy's something else.
1: And so they would have, they would have hurled an insult calling someone like that sure. a half-breed and blah, blah, sure. blah. You're, you're not good enough. So.
2: But see, Jesus' mama is Jewish, yeah. but his daddy's God. So he compared himself to the Samaritan. He said the priesthood couldn't save the man. The Levitical law couldn't save him. It took a man whose mama's Jewish, but his daddy's something else wow. to come wow. to it poured in oil, the anointing, wine, the blood, picked him up with his own faith, set him on his own beast, carried him to the comforter, and gave him to the comforter. And then he said this to him, here's two pence. You take care of him, comforter, until I get back. And he said, if I'm any longer in my coming, I'll pay it when I get here. But the two pence, one day is as a thousand years. A thousand years is as one day. Now we're on timing again. Mm -hmm. And he says, here is enough to keep him 2,000 years. If he owes any more when I get back, if I'm any longer than 2,000, I'll take care of it when I get here. So the Lord told the whole history of man and the timing of what he would do or what he wouldn't do in this whole thing. Now— When a prophet starts hearing time, this is what a prophet has to move through. Now, just think about what I'm saying. Think about the pomegranate trees. Think about the 2,000 years, and it could be longer. Jesus, I'm thinking I'm hearing 40 years in the future, maybe 50 years in the future. Jesus was hearing over 2,000 years in the future. And and you have to maneuver through this maze of time. I'm standing on stage one day and I heard, and I'm in Warrior, Alabama, and I heard uh, something is going to happen in Siberia. Siberia. And I, and I said, I've heard something about Siberia. I said, why would I hear about Siberia? And I said, but something's going to happen there. And when I did, it was a few days later or something. And a shopping mall caught on fire killed 64 people in Siberia. And that's why it made the news in Siberia. So you're hearing uh, things of time move through like that. And it just comes across the spirit. And sometimes your spirit will reach out and grab it and it'll listen to it.
1: Well, you had mentioned, Robin, that uh, just to, before we came on about the prophet Isaiah and his "the virgin shall conceive." What, what tell people what you were just starting to tell us?
2: Well, and you know, Isaiah said, uh, "the virgin shall conceive," and and so forth. Now, it was what sixteen hundred years or or more or more than That's a that. Lot of
1: years. I don't know. Uh, like hundreds and hundreds. So I after
2: know. that, before that ever happened, yeah, but it happened. But don't you know, everybody called him a false prophet. He didn't. I mean, he just heard it. He knew it was coming, but he never saw it. He never saw it. I mean,
1: God could trust him. Robert, I got to ask you this. What about um, there's a scripture? I wish I could. I should have found it again. Every once in a while, I try to go back and I Google it Mm -hmm. through the Bible thing, where it says that the prophets of all earnestly looked into these things, trying to determine when these things would be we're talking about the the messiah but the prophets who were prophets while they were prophets continued to earnestly look into these things trying to determine when yeah. and i mean yeah. and i'm guessing they never got it right i don't know but
2: well you know i sometimes like one time i gave i gave this word and 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 this is now this is the kind of thing that people need to keep in mind when they're thinking about prophecy uh, and I mean prophets giving prophecy and yeah. things that's not the only job of a prophet that just happens to operate there. But he, here is the thing. One time I gave this word, I said, and this will be eye opening to some people. Now I said three days from today. No, I know I didn't. I said three days after today.
1: Okay.
2: I said, now, People see this, I'm not saying this now, this is a past prophecy. I said three days after today, I told some of the things that would happen. Well, three days, you can go back on my YouTube channel and see it, find it, but three days after that day, I said there would be something about the election, I don't know, something about, uh, it would change, Uh, something about a new Supreme Court justice would happen and, uh, one uh, God's enemy, you would see who his enemies are because one, uh, or an enemy or his enemies would get dizzy, fall down and hit their head three days after today. I said something to that effect. People can go back and look at it. And, uh, three days after that day, um, Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race and made it a wide open path for Biden to enter. Uh, after that, it wasn't just no time after that. Amy Coney Barrett was nominated and ended up sworn in as the Supreme Court justice. Wow. After that, after those three days, um, Chief Justice Roberts got dizzy and fell down and hit his head and had to have stitches. And the Lord said, you'll see my enemy when he gets dizzy and falls down. Hits oh, my his
1: goodness, head. Robin. Wow,
2: that's Some, huge. And, and that happened in the time I said it would happen. But now a lot of time frames are determined because men have something to say about it. God's not just going through the planet doing what he wants to do. You have to remember that. He gave uh, the earth that, to- that,
1: that, You understand, of course, that that's an extremely controversial statement. God's not just going to the planet doing what he wants to do. Wow. You can do a whole set— <laughs> You can do Well, a whole if, he, of them.
2: if he was, if he just did what he wanted to do, whether you said anything about it or not, you would have got saved long before you did.
1: That's true.
2: He would have just made you got saved. He would have just made you did that. And he would make everybody live, right? And if it was just up to him without anybody else having a say-so, everybody would be saved tomorrow, and we'd go into the millennial reign by tomorrow evening. And that's exactly because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's his will, but everybody's not doing that. It's because the Bible said we're co-laborers with God. We have something to say about it. He has something to say about it. And it's just like, um, it's just like, um, oh, two guys flying a big giant airliner and you have a pilot and a co-pilot and the pilot don't crawl across the, the dash of that plane and start throwing switches. He just calls to the other co-pilot and says, would you throw that switch over there? Yes. And the co-pilot calls to the pilot and says, would you throw that switch on your side? as they go through their checklist so you've got both pilots doing on their side of this line what they should be doing god has his part to do and we have our part to do god always does his part but men don't always do their part and men can alter the timeline now let me say this what about this when esther stood up to do what she was going to do Mordecai told her, said, you, um, you do this, um, who knows if you wasn't brought to the kingdom for such a time as this, said, if you decide to be quiet in this time, he said, God will, there will be deliverance come from somewhere else, another place, but you and your house will not survive. Oh, Wow. In other words, it was up to Esther what she was going to do. And men always have a choice. They always have a choice. And people forget that.
0: Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show.
1: Do you do you have, because um, we, we covered a lot of ground in just a few minutes. It's interesting because. It's fun to expand it, but it's also fun to get it all in the crunch thing to we. Okay, so somebody gives a word, and it says in a few days, make sure you you listen to the authorities, stay in place if they ask you to, and things. And that word goes out and about, and people here. Some people it falls on on good soil. Some people it says it does, it falls on rocky soil. Now that's not about the kingdom necessarily. It's a prophetic word, but to what degree? Um, and this can be a catch-all, and I don't want—I don't want to get caught in this thing. But, well, somebody prayed, so that it didn't happen. So it wasn't the prophet's fault. But sometimes that is the case. Talk about that for a minute. Um,
2: I, you know, I'm not saying that, and men are not infallible, brother. Right. Men can miss it. Uh, yeah. We can miss it, and and um, I, I'm not about being—I'm uh, not about everybody thinking I'm right. I'm a, or being right. I want to be accurate. I want, I want to be doing, doing it right. You know, I mean, I'm not interested in saying, look at me, I'm right. I just want to be right.
1: Yeah. That's
2: That's where I'm at on it. And, but see, it's just like that prophecy. I don't know what was said, I don't know how it was said, but you said a key word. It could have been said, far as I know now, I don't know. Remember this. People gonna yes. say, Brother Robin said this. And I don't even I've never heard it. Yeah. But here's but here's the thing. I don't know if they said this. Be ready to do something if the authorities ask you to.
1: Yeah, even I, if I, I'm sitting here before you, I couldn't put it if you said, Steve, your life depends on getting this answer right. I wouldn't be able to tell you if, if you said. Say, if this happens or I I wouldn't know, I'd have to go back and find the recording and and listen to it. It
2: That, that word makes a big difference Yeah, because that means you, somebody heard something that could go either way, depending on what men decide to do. Yeah. And so they say, if this happens, just be ready. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I know men can miss it. Sure. They can. Yeah. And, uh, but also, it's just like this, okay? I'm looking at my. I've got my my authorized King James Bible that I use more than I do any other translation. I use other translations, but this is the one I use the most. Okay, the scripture says, and you can help me quote it. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't mean to put you on a spot, but just just for for example's sake. But my God shall supply. What does it say? All your
1: needs, all your needs according to his riches and glory.
2: Now, let's say that again. But my God shall Shall supply supply
1: all your needs according to his riches and glory. Now, (laughs) I hope I got that right. Okay, now see, now
2: see, that's uh, that whole quote was absolutely right, except one thing. Really? You added an S to the word need. That's not in there. Oh. It's a single need.
1: Oh, supply all your need.
2: You see that? Yeah. Now what a big what a big difference an S makes. Yeah. Because but my God shall supply all your need. Well, th- so that means to tell me that there's one thing you need to do that's tied to everything else you want. So what is the need? You know, it's like the guy who ran his car in a ditch going over a, a mountain pass one night in the snow. And I, probably people listening know who it happened to. It was a minister of modern day, I think. But he, he stuck his car in a snowbank or something like that. And he didn't have enough gas to run his car all night to keep him warm. And he knew he wasn't going to make it. It was too cold. So he started praying, and the Lord said, flash your lights, S-O-S. And he thought that's as ridiculous. I'm up here in the middle of nowhere, flash my lights and stuck in a snowbank. And it was almost, you know, like the Lord was saying, you got anything else better to do? So he's just flashing his lights SOS. Well, about that time, a plane was going over the mountain pass. A forest ranger couldn't sleep, looked out of the window, saw the lights flashing, knew the coordinates, went to the pilot. They called the tower, sent a snowplow and got the guy out. Jeez. So what was it the guy? What was his need? People say, "Well, he needed to get out of that bank." No, his need was to flash his lights, and it was tied to everything else he wanted. Interesting. Wow. So people people can one word can change everything, and we have to learn to listen to what God is saying. How many times I've I've heard something and went back and listened to it and realized, wait a minute. He didn't say that. Not long ago, I gave a prophetic word, and um, I, I heard it just like this, and I said, "If something don't change, Joe Biden—I saw him die of COVID, and I saw that, and and people snagged it. You know, they'll they'll snag little segments. I say and stick it out there and put up their captions on it, and yeah. you go through YouTube, and I'm doing like this." <laughs> you know, and they've got this line under it says, Robin D. Bullock said Joe Biden would die of COVID. And I said, hmm, I remember saying something about that. So we go back and look at it. And that's not what I said. What I heard was, and I said, if something doesn't change, he will die of COVID. know I, I saw him die of COVID. I didn't wow. say he would. I said, I saw him do it. Right. Well, so
1: they just only clipped I saw him die of COVID. Then they couldn't. Well, they didn't Jimmy. clip it at all. They just yeah. said it. Yeah.
2: Well, they said what they heard or an algorithm did. But listen to what happened. Joe Biden got COVID. He got COVID, but he didn't die, so something changed. That's
1: good.
2: That's but good. that's what I saw. I saw if something doesn't change, I saw him die of COVID. Because this is what I knew. I, I knew in my spirit they're going to get rid of him. They're going to get rid of Biden. And they cannot let him stay in office they're going to get rid of him and they're just deciding whether COVID was going to take him out, whether they're going to pull him out, whether he's going to be impeached, all of this.
1: Well, and when you say that, by the way, you're, you're saying his own people are going to take him out. Is oh yeah. Wh-
2: whoever's okay. running the nation right now is yeah. they've already given the word that he, he has to go. And so remember this, anytime you hear news channels start talking and they're all saying this same thing, same thing. That they've been given. And that includes Fox. Fox yeah. is, is the big illusion of freedom of the press. And anytime you, they're, they're, they're given the okay, you can talk about it now. You can talk about it. They're getting ready to move. Well, I said that about COVID and him. Well, people said, Robin D. Bullock said Joe Biden would die of COVID. I didn't say that at all. What I said was, is if something doesn't change, I saw him die of COVID. I saw it in the spirit, but obviously he got it. That's interesting. That hit the news, but he didn't die. So something changed yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You see That's... how people don't hear every word, Steve. Well,
1: I mean, this is not the example of, that the Bible specifically means about good ground, thorny ground, but it's, it's a metaphor that works. Because some people like, for instance, God gifted me when I first heard that there were prophets. This is 1990, 89 or 90. I can't pin it down to which specific year, 89 or 90. I was 35 years old, 34 or something. And a guy, a pastor sat across the lunch. Really, he took me out to lunch. He began to talk to me about there's prophets and Bob Jones and this John Paul Jackson and Paul Kane. I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me there's prophets alive? actual prophets today
2: and
1: robin without any exaggeration i knew in that instant my life would never be the same that was that was 30 that was a lot of years ago 35 something and and but that gift in me also works in that if somebody messes up and they're prophetic or they're prophet i go oh he probably shouldn't have said it like that he might have been a little immature to state the timing or something and my the gift that's in me allows to learn uh, us to continue to learn and grasp and understand. Other people they have the op they don't have that gift, and so if they hear a, m- a mistake, they go, "Well, then this is wrong. Well, this is a false prophet." So I don't know. I can't claim credit because I was built that way. Most right. people don't don't have it once. Well, that's
2: uh, that's because you walk in love and you're ready to ever ready to believe the best of every person oh, wow. and yeah. uh you know i remember one time i gave a, a word i was standing up in a in a service and that now, now now you have people have to remember that there are things that happen in the spirit that they're to talk about them are so huge you 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 just don't have enough yet to be able to describe it. I mean, you're talking yeah. about creatures with four faces that fly <laughs> around God's throne that are full of eyes within and without and have six wings apiece and they fold their wings and they Crazy. cry holy, holy, holy. If if most Christians saw that today, they'd faint. I mean, it would just they'd faint right in front of them. And um but yet they're praising God and saying about his greatness. I was up in a service one time, and um, and all at once I'm standing there, Steve. Now this happened, and it's a matter of record. You could watch it on video. And I came up to the, I walked across in front of the front pew of this church. I was a guest there, and so I came up and I had my Bible in my hand, and I'm and I'm speaking and teaching, and all of a sudden I went, oh, "Wait a minute." And when I said, wait a minute, everything in the room did just this, for lack of a better way to explain it. It just slowed down everything. Wow. Children instantly went to sleep. They just started going to sleep across the room. When you go back and look at the video, they were filming it on a phone. And suddenly the video started doing like this moving really? out like that, the lights dimmed and everything started moving. And I, I, I don't have time to explain this to everybody, but we moved two hours into the future. We went two hours ahead of time in the future. Really? And those children see you're used to walking in time yeah. gradually. Mm-hmm. So you get tired and go to sleep gradually. You'll go all day, and your bedtime is this time. You're used to walking. But imagine if you went from right now to 9 o'clock tonight like that, and all the fatigue of the day came at once, how you would feel. And children just started going to sleep. Well, we were in the future for a couple hours. We handled things I saw prophetically in the future. And then when we came back, I ended up right back in front of the guy in the same spot when time caught back up with us again. And people started waking up. People got everything was back on on track. Now, this is God and time. That's amazing. Well, I'm in that same church. And um, I said. And I told this, I said, I see this. I see an airplane and a kangaroo. And that's all I could see, an airplane, and I'd say it, and a kangaroo. And I said, I see this airplane and this kangaroo, and it's traveling, I don't know exactly how I said it, from the east, and then it'll go to the east, and then it'll go across the east or something, and I just kept talking about it. And uh, I said, there's people on it, and I told it again later. I said, there's people on it. That's important. People, pray for them. No, I said an important person. Pray for them. And what happened eventually was suddenly a uh, Prince Harry, I think it was, and his wife, whatever her name is, uh, they
1: werekel or something. Yeah, Meghan. they had
2: left Tonga, okay. came across the east, turned, went back around a pattern, a flight pattern first they went toward the east crossed the east went back i mean however i said it that's what they did and then this flight came in and it overshot their approach and he had to pull up that big plane right at the last moment or or not or close to the last moment and get him back up in the air it was an overshot approach and when it did It was a plane called Qantas airlines and there was a big kangaroo right on the tail of it. (laughs) And so, so the timing, the directions, everything was right on. Boom, 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 boom. And, and sometimes I see things and it feels like it's tomorrow. And yet it don't happen for a month, maybe a year. But it, to yeah. me, it was he, just right there. would have there. delivered
1: the word as if it was, hey, I, let me ask you, this is a random thought because you're talking about airplanes and going back and forth. And I thought to myself, I hope he's going to talk about that Singapore airline that disappeared and they've never found it. Um, do, what happens that no prophet that we know of ever found out what happened to that plane?
2: I, I believe, I believe that... Um, I really believe that that Kim knew where that plane what happened to that plane.
1: Kim Kim Clement.
2: Yeah, I really think so. I I'm not I'm not sure what all he said about it, but I know he had a lot to say about it. You're talking about that Malaysia yeah, fly.
1: Yeah, Malaysia, right.
2: Um I'll tell you what I saw one night. Okay. And I said this. I don't know if it's that plane, but I, I don't know that I've ever told this on a program like this but I saw an airliner full of people and it landed in the water and, and it was taken by terrorists and, and the details of it are so, but I believe we're probably in the timing of knowing all of this now. Now I don't know that, but see here it is timing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: If it, to me, I see it so vivid that it, it's just now, but I believe that we're coming into that timing that this things like that will be uncovered. And I wondered if that's not that plain. I well, don't know.
1: That'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? And, yeah.
2: uh, but but it was 200 and something. I remember in my dream, it was something that many people on it, and yeah. uh, they were a- taken off of it.
1: Big plane. Yeah. Well, I saw a special on it recently, but that's maybe that's why it's in the back of my head because you're talking about this plane going, I thought, man, I hope he's he's going to
2: ago I gave that word and you were talking to me about it. I was standing on stage. Now here's, here's timing. I said, I said, um, I'm, I'm playing prophetically and singing. And I said, the Lord said, there's going to be, somebody will jump out of a plane. I said, they're just going to jump out of a plane. I said, uh, I don't know what all that's about, but they're, you're going to see this, We will hear that
1: clip. We got that clip, it's a minute long. You, you want us to show that clip? That's,
2: yeah, sure, that's Yeah, go that's ahead fine. and show
1: that, Emily.
2: Something big, something about an aeroplane, something about someone Jumping out. Keep, keep your eyes open. Your ears tuned in. For in the static and the sounds and all of the turmoil going on all around, God is going to turn the page.
0: Back now with dramatic moments playing out as a small plane came in for an emergency landing at Raleigh-Durham Airport in North Carolina. Investigators say a 23-year-old passenger jumped from the plane and died before the plane made a bumpy landing. The plane's tires collapsed. The plane veered out of control for a time before the pilot managed to bring it to a stop. The pilot had radioed, saying he was unable to open the right landing gear. Fortunately, the left landing gear was working properly. The pilot suffered minor injuries.
1: So someone might say, Robin, what was God wasting your time telling you that? What was the purpose?
2: Well, see, you heard what he said. He said, you'll see that about somebody jumping out of a plane. He said, and I'm going to turn the page. Yeah. That was a road marker. It was a signpost to let everybody know and said, you'll see this happen and you'll know. And I took it. It was the nation and all this about the elections and all this. He said, I'm going to now turn the page. And you'll see that.
1: But something might have happened on that day that was a page turner, if you will.
2: Well, he, either that or he's about to turn it now. Okay. Because you have to remember, he showed something that random and, yeah. told, and then said, then I'm going to turn the page. He didn't say when. He said, but you know, this is the time of it when you see this happening. And now he's getting, he's turning the page. See, a lot of prophecies are signposts like that. Um, you know, uh, a lot of prophecies will come out. I gave one about Mexico, you know, and, and the shaking in Mexico. And and it was the strangest thing. I'm standing on stage, and I start playing Spanish-sounding music or something. And the next thing you know, I hear this word about Mexico. and And then the Lord had a word for the leader of Mexico after that. And it predicted or didn't predict it told in a prophecy a um a major earthquake would hit Mexico. And then it did. And so, but the time markers, he's speaking to nations now. People need to remember this stuff. Now, that brings us up to this that the Lord impressed me this morning, continuing what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. I hope all the timing things we talked about helped you. It's
1: been very helpful. It helps me. So but <laughs> I, I'm helped. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> well, you know when when a prophet starts walking through time? I'm telling you, Steve, people need to be very very cautious about how they criticize them because if you threw somebody into some of the things that they walked through, they would collapse. I mean, you 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 just think about what you're seeing around you. I've seen things and heard things that you think, dear God, what am I looking at here? You know, people got all, they, they listen to cat tell wild things. They think they think this is so wild. Uh, Jell-O Mountain or something like that. Right. They don't even realize that when the Red Sea parted, it stood up and turned into Jello on both sides it had to
1: congeal didn't it otherwise otherwise
2: it it says it did yeah
1: oh it doesn't say
2: it yeah it says it congealed in its depths and so it stood up in jello so if he can make the red sea jello why would you think that's not there you know and i remember one time i stepped over into a place i came out of i came out of there and i walked out of the room and i'm looking at robin and i'm looking at my kids and our krista was there anyway and i said i've been somewhere
1: really? and
2: you don't ask to go you're just there and i said you know i've been in in heaven more than once and saw throne rooms he always shows me throne room and I, i'm looking and i i i didn't even know whether to tell it and i said i saw this big valley it was a huge valley. It was beautiful, lush, green, big, tall trees. There was like fog coming up out of this oh, valley. Wow. Yeah, it was. Beautiful. And I'm just looking at it. I don't even think I was standing on the ground. I was just in the air somewhere looking at it. And then all at once, this big dinosaur head raised itself up <laughs> above <laughs> the trees out of that valley. And it just Jeez. took me back like that and i saw and the lord said this is the valley where they live and i just and all of a sudden i was back in my office
1: this is heaven is is this yeah it was in heaven okay
2: and uh just because they're extinct here don't mean they are there right and so so when prophets talk about things they see they're seeing things a lot of times bigger than you can tell and um so anyway but well, you
1: know, on the t- timing issue, in fact, maybe I'll ask this timing question as it relates to, because you, first of all, I'd like to point this out when the subject comes up once in a while. You and Kat Kerr are dear friends. She's yes. coming to your place. People yes. will say, but someone would say, well, Kat Kerr says it's 100 years in, or more into the future before the rapture comes, as we as we believe it to be. She will say that, but she, she'll also say, we need to eat cake and celebrate. You. Uh being just as much a prophet, if not more, I mean you guys are both prophets. You see some of the detail and some of the warnings, and you're not necessarily telling people to eat cake, but you you would not be one of those I wouldn't think that would say, Well, Steve, I think the rapture could be a hundred years in the future. I don't think you think that way. Maybe I, I'm just gonna ask you.
2: I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I've never said when it would take place. Okay i've never said i've never heard the lord tell me that
1: okay
2: i've never even heard him tell me it will be this i'll tell you what the word says it says when the word is preached on to the ends of the earth then then the end will come uh but the thing i i do and i do say celebrate because we're going to win this see this is the time of the victorious church And the Lord gave me a prophetic word not long ago. He said to win the fight of this one world government trying to push itself into being now before it's time. He said, this is the victorious church I'm talking about. He said, win this fight. We're supposed to win this one. It's not coming in on our watch. We have to stand right now. This is not the time for that yet. There's a billion souls left to still come into the kingdom, and we've got to see that billion-soul revival. But as far as the timing on the rapture, if it's tomorrow or 100 years, you know, I kind of leave that up to the Lord uh, um, because I don't know. I don't know. I just know I believe there's a rapture of the church before that tribulation period.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that at the end of the show, maybe mm-hmm. even after the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. You said the reason, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but tell people what you said was proof that, that that the mark of the beast and stuff isn't really about to happen, even though they're trying to make it happen. What was your, do you remember what you said?
2: Yes. Um. Let's see. Let's, when you start talking about heavy things like yeah. this, you need yeah. to get it. You need to open the Bible. There you go. Now, now, see, here, here is the thing. Now, now, I want to get back to what we're talking about. Can yeah. we do that? And sure. then, and it. then, yeah. I'll answer that. I'll yeah. say that. Go for it. Okay, I sent a prophecy to you, and the only one I really planned on playing <laughs> was the one I sent to you today. Okay. And uh, but I'd like for people to hear that. Can we play that?
1: Yeah, go ahead and play that, I Emily. Mean, I haven't seen this. So it'll be good.
2: You okay. Know. Today is a day that's different. This is what the Lord says to me: that today is a transition day. It's a transition day into war.
3: Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things, and here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people.
2: You must gather your courage and know your God is with you now. He will not fail you. No matter what's around you, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, he will prosper you. He is going to do for you. You will see on the other side of this thing, you will have one testimony after another how you thrived, how you built new homes, how you had new things, how you went new places, how you did all of these things while the world groped in darkness. Yes, I'll tell them that. Uh, Should I do that now? Now, you're not God. (laughs) Gather Gather up your courage. Gather up your courage. Gather up your courage. Gather up your courage and fight. Gather up your courage, gather up your courage, gather up your courage and fight. Gather up your courage, gather up your courage, gather up your courage and fight. Gather up your courage, gather up your courage, gather up your courage and fight. Our God is King. Oh. We'll do it one more time. Come on your courage, your...
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit elijahstreams.com and click the donate today button to become a partner today.
2: Wow. See, we entered into a transition period of war, and you heard that jackal declare war on us. Okay, when yeah. he came out like he did, he, it was like some bad movie, Steve, where he comes out and he says, all of you that are labeled MAGA, all of you that are labeled this, anyone that supported Donald Trump, you're a threat to the U.S. Constitution. And he, he, he put, just like Hitler, he stood two soldiers behind him threatening us with the military and he's doing and and i heard we're transitioning into war and it was so heavy on me that day that i was weeping when i said it and then he came out with that i had no idea that was going to happen see and so where we've entered into we will win this you have to remember this is not going we are going to win this thing but there's going to be a fight to sit around and say, you're not going to have a fight and say, well, God is in control. You know, he's just in control. Whether we like it or not, you're in trouble before you start because God wasn't even in control of you till you gave him control of you. Mm. He, he, he wasn't in control of all these terrible things that happened in the world. Men did that. Men did that. And so, the church has got to gather up their courage now and just get their hands. Remember yesterday we talked about one revelation after another, and we talked about it coming down to the sword of the spirit. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And I, and, and I said, it's going to take the word of faith, the sword of the spirit, the prophetic, the prophets, and they're going to have to come together so we can grip this massive blade. We're gonna to have to do this. Now, the Lord told me something, and I think this ties in with this. And I said this this past Sunday, just out of the blue, I said it. and didn't even know why I said it. I asked afterwards, why did I say that? That the Lord said, I'm going to take this blade, and I'm going to cut the head off of the dragon and throw it in front of all the men. And he, and he said, China. He's going to do it and throw it down for everybody to see. Wow.
1: Wow, Robin. I didn't know you said that. Wow.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, we've never put it together. I, I told it right here and he said, I'm going to cut the head off of this dragon and he's going to use that blade to do it. So it shows you who is going to swing the blade. It's the people and their faith and their, and God's people now. Now already they're talking about uh, uh, Hunter Biden's ties to China. Now I didn't know any of this. Now they said he's he's proved it. Fox News said we've proved it that he's uh, that he was tied to China. Joe Biden took money from China. All this, and they're now the news channels are saying uh, this is going to affect all of them, and in other words, they're getting ready to remove him. And uh, But the sword, the Lord said, I'm going to cut the head off of China, the dragon. Now, the, the sword of the Spirit, and this is where Christian people, and this is what I wanted to talk about yesterday. Hmm. This is where Christian people are going to have to gather up their courage. See, every revelation of every denomination, now we're back where we started, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Every revelation of every denomination, every denomination started with a revelation, just the revelation and so forth. All the way up to the word of faith as a revelation, the prophets and the prophetic is a revelation. If you take every revelation of Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist, any other denomination, you Pentecostal and snap it on the body of Christ as a piece of armor. You are suited up defensively, ready to fight. But when it comes time to that last piece of armor, it's called the sword of the Spirit. It's your only offensive weapon. And it's the word of faith revelation and the prophetic revelation coming together. I said that and taught that and taught that. And the Lord said, this is your part. You must teach the body this. I said, okay. And so I began to teach it. And then suddenly Kenneth Copeland comes out, who is a prophet, mm-hmm. but he's one of the fathers of the word of faith revelation, the word of faith stream. You know, you think of word of faith, you think of brother Hagen, brother Copeland, uh, Jerry Savelle, uh, Charles Caps, people like that. Brother Copeland, but he is a prophet. And so Brother Hagin was a prophet, mm-hmm. and so he sta- he starts this network called Victory, and he brings especially a program called Flashpoint.
1: Mm-hmm. Great.
2: And on Flashpoint, it's a Word of Faith-based news panel. But then he started bringing prophets on. I love it. He brought Cat on. Cat. Yeah. And Kat parted people's hair the night she was on, brother. (laughs) Yeah, she did. I mean, listen, I was coming back from Washington. I was coming back from up in there. It's parked at a rest area. And Robin called me and said, you got to see this. you got to see this. It was the first night's prophets had come on. And and all the men were sitting kind of quiet and tiptoeing around. And Kat took her fist and hit the top of that (laughs) table. (laughs) And she yelled out. Steve, there was such power in her voice. It threw me back against the seat in that car. <laughs> wow. The men in the car started weeping with really? me. Oh, really? we couldn't, we couldn't. I mean, there was, it just filled that car. Well, then you had cat, you had Hank kuneman I've been on flashpoint more than once and you have different ones. Prophets brother Copeland stepped up to the plate. As the word of faith leader, but he did, and and he brought prophets on, trying to hand us that sword. And the last Sunday, the Lord spoke these words to me. He said, "The word of faith has stepped up to the plate, and brought prophets on the scene." And then he showed me Moses coming down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He said now it's time for the prophets to come down off the mountain with the word in their hand. Wow. He said the wow. word of faith came on and brought the prophets. Now it's time for the prophets to bring the word and do their part. See the prophets are not doing it. They're prophesying all kinds of things without this in their hand.
1: Ooh. Wow.
2: They're not they're not they they're not using the word of faith. They're just prophesying.
1: And can you think of just a quick example? What do you mean they're not using it? What would they be doing with not this? everybody now? Not yeah. everybody. Now right. I'm not
2: talking about every prophet.
1: Right. But where, what is that? The correction that's you're clearly bringing a correction. Where does that correction? What would it look like to someone who's not doing it? Maybe there's a prophet now who's gifted as a prophet and not using this. What would it look like?
2: okay the only way i know to tell you is this yeah see see when you bring up the word of faith and and watch this people have geared themselves so if you bring up kenneth copeland's name the body of christ uh you can watch the chat boom 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 we hate him we don't like him he's no good he's this he's and when you say why why don't you like him well he taught us how to prosper Really? Now that's why you don't like him. You, you would rather someone taught you how to be in poverty. Well, he taught us how to take the word of God, put it in our hearts, say it out of our mouth. And we just don't like him because he's got an airplane. (laughs) Really? Well, okay. And, And then they just go on and on. And all it is is trying to keep the word of faith out of the hands of the people. Where they can grip the blade see the word of faith the prophetic is so heavy it's heavy steve it's when you can give one prophetic word and it could crush a man's life forever they never recover or you could give a prophetic word and it builds someone up and they never can be torn down again Wow. it carries that kind of weight when it comes from from god through his people but see the word the letter without the spirit without the prophetic will kill because it's so legalistic it'll just cut somebody down it's rigid it will never give it never changes but the prophetic without the word is a flake It just drifts off somewhere and drifts out. And, and, and I see people, you know, people, we, we want to do deliverance. We want to do deliverance. We want to do deliverance. I don't, but they do it without the word. And so, and then if you ask some people, because let me tell you why, and I know I'm, I'm walking on touchy ground here.
1: That's okay. We're giving you the floor. So I feel like you're in a, you're in a real vein of the spirit, if I could put it that way. So just, Yeah, go for it.
2: If we don't embrace the last two pieces of armor, we have no weapon to fight with. See, when you give a prophetic word, God is this. This book is not subject to anything. Everything's subject to this. This is not subject to anything. You cannot say, well, my prophetic words are, uh, now the written word, uh, it didn't agree with my prophetic word, so my prophetic word is right. No, I'm not, that's not true. If it disagrees with this word, your prophetic word's wrong. You've missed it somewhere, because uh, there's a lot of voices in the wind, but God wrote his down where you couldn't misunderstand it. And it will flow in here, and so what you what what you have to do is like this. Okay, if I was to say this, all right, uh, people say, "Thus saith the Lord, there is coming an earthquake, and it will kill. It's going to do this this much. It's going to do this and this. Uh, God." is going to show his power and correct that well now now we have a problem Mm -hmm. because god doesn't kill people he's not willing that any should perish so we already know the will of god is not to kill somebody um it's like this okay watch this well the lord took I remember a friend of mine died years and years ago. It was a tragic accident. And I went in and prayed for him in this room, and he was in a coma and so forth. Well, when he died and I came out of the room, he died later, but I came out of the room, was walking through the, the family, and the family said, uh, well, see, the Lord had a reason for that. He he knew that by him dying, these people over here would get saved. At his death would cause them to turn to the Lord and get saved.
1: I used to believe that just so you, I admit that before I knew you, I would have said that at times, but now I don't say that, yeah.
2: And I said, uh, I said, really? I said, I thought it, I thought Jesus died for that. I thought he died so they'd get saved. I didn't know it took Jesus and him to die. Wow. I didn't know Jesus hung on one side of the cross and he hung on the other side. I said, I had no idea. It took both of them. Nobody had an answer for that. Yeah, but I know when this tragedy happened, these people turned to the Lord. No, they turned to the Lord cause somebody preached after that tragedy happened. It was the word that m- caused them to look at the Lord. Not the not tragedy,
1: the not the death or the tragedy. Right. Uh,
2: the tra- see it's like this. People say, "Well, COVID came and 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 brought the great awakening." No, it didn't. No, are you kidding? The disease never woke anybody up to God. A disease came to steal, kill, and destroy. Here's what COVID did. It caught the church asleep. Satan came in while the church was laying snoring. And took a pillow and stuck it over the church's face and the church wow. woke up fighting for its life trying to survive wow. that's what happened and so when they say uh god god brought this earthquake over here uh because he's going to correct a situation no there's nowhere in the word that says that the word says he sent his word for correction for direction for protection it's all in his word he said, "His word is what He uses to chastise you with, not pain, not suffering, not sickness. It's His word that does that." Now you think about what I'm, the examples I'm giving you, and you're about to hear the answer here. People say these things. What about this? People even say this. Well, they uh, uh, God was the reason this one died. Is God was lonesome. Oh no! Don't so he that. he picked a pretty little flower and put it on his bouquet, and so he could admire this pretty little flower. God needed him in heaven. No, it, that sounds like a bad movie of a psychotic psychopath that would take body parts and put them in his on his table for decorations. No, that's not what happened. And men, uh, you know. Uh, God didn't take, there's only two people in the Bible he took. One was Enoch and one was Elijah, and he took both of them alive. And no harm came to them. So when you've got this kind of mentality and you're constantly in a suffering mode, I remember when Anne Rice wrote the book, The Vampire Chronicles, Hmm. years ago, she wrote this book. And she said this. It, no, it was called Memnock the Devil or something, something hmm. like that. Some, some stupid thing. Anyway, she said that this spirit dictated to her over her shoulder and told her this story. He said, "I used to be in heaven." This was the devil talking. Now, said, "I used to be in heaven." And said, I was in heaven, and I saw when God created man, and man was suffering along, trying to get along. And I said, God, let me go down and help them, because I want to see them helped. I can't stand to see them hurt. Oh, man. And God said, no, I want them to learn through suffering.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
2: he said, so me and God got in a fight, and he threw me out of heaven. And he said, "I've been walking to and fro in the earth ever since, trying to help man in their suffering."
1: Oh man, are you kidding?
2: And oh. I looked at that and I thought, "Wow, the devil and the church have the same doctrine." Oh man, because oh. now, 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 watch this. Because the church thinks God teaches them through suffering, pain, hurt, and all this kind of stuff. But now we got to get back to something. Watch Ephesians three ten says that principalities and powers only know what they know about God by listening to the church preach. So the devil listened to the church spew this trash out and wrote that book. Oh man! And so, and then here's another one. Well, God is in control. Whether you like it or not, God's in control. Wow. Now you and Islam have the same doctrine. Because they believe that their God, if they blow something up, it was the will of God. If they don't blow it up, it's the will of God. If they thought about blowing it up and then decided not to, that's the will of God. Every move they make is the will of God. God's in control. They don't have any say so about anything. Now you and the you and Islam have the same doctrine. If you have this built into you and you start prophesying. Your gift is real. The prophecies you hear are real, but you filtered them through something that's not so. And you're releasing stuff out of your mouth and makes God the tyrant, the evil, the heavy, the, and you, and the people can't get an answer because they're not going to fight God. And so it's a, only the word of faith will build a solid enough foundation for you to rest your prophecies on. And the word of faith teaches God is for you, not against you. And that he's, he's, Everything he did, he did for you. His word, you can put his word in your heart, speak it out of your mouth, and you can speak like Jesus. He, you're his body. He's not going to reach down and cut his own hand off.
1: Ooh, that's right. Wow. And
2: so the word of faith builds, it's like this. You, you don't, okay, everything's appropriated by faith you've got to live in the power of the future but only faith will reach into the future and pull it back into the now where you can actually live from the place of perfection see tomorrow's perfect there's no sin in tomorrow because you haven't gotten there yet to mess it up so your tomorrow is perfect that's the only place in your life where there's no sin So your faith, faith can reach into tomorrow and pull that perfection back into today. And you can walk in moments of perfection and get healed, get delivered, prosper, everything. But if all you believe is this suffering nonsense, and you think that's the will of God, your prophecies are going to contain the same things and you'll start prophesying doom gloom destruction no hope and so you have to hebrews says this it says that we understand that through faith god framed the worlds so you have to have the word of faith and the move of the spirit together in order to grip this blade and be able to successfully cut the enemy down with it. And this is where we are in time. Joe Biden declared war on, on uh, all of us. And he's, he might as well have said Steve Schultz and Robin Uh D book. Uh He might as well have said that and a majority of who's listening. And the Lord says this here, here's the blade fight back. Here's the blade. And we reach out with a prophet's hand and it starts to fall. We reach out with a word of faith hand and it's weak. It's heavy. But if we reach out with them together, suddenly that blade is light and it's easy to move. So people should listen to two messages on the word of faith to every one message of the prophetic because the prophetic is so heavy it better have this foundation to set itself on. But a lot of people, they down the word of faith, but then a lot of the word of faith down the prophets. Yeah. And and back and forth it goes.
1: Well, that's with the brilliance of uh, Kenneth Copeland and Flashpoint setting that up. But Gene Bailey heads that up, I think, and does a great job. Yeah. And I, I would just say this too, because there will be people that end up on Flashpoint but they don't all have the same prophetic viewpoint. Uh, but still, there's a there's a camaraderie. There's a there's a unity. yeah,
2: and it's something about about brother Copeland, Steve. He's not afraid of that. Yeah. He, yeah, it just don't scare him. I mean, it don't it don't it just don't trouble him if they come on there and don't exactly. He knows that it's going to take the sword of the spirit to win this thing. And I don't know, I've never talked to him about that, but I'm just telling you from a prophet's viewpoint, we must start feeding on words, word of faith messages, while we listen to messages in the prophetic. And I really believe that's why the Lord gave me that book. God is absolutely good, because it answers the questions, at least in my thinking. And the other day I saw it like this, that it's the revelation to me that that sword is tempered in, that you dip it into that oh, that's message that's really and pull good. it out, and it makes your blade, you can see where both are correct and how it sits together
0: thanks for listening the elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button
1: that's really good because you know the people we don't understand the chemical and the metallics and all of the alchemy and stuff but yeah when you do the certain thing and dip it in a certain temperature and oil it makes the blade stronger than it would otherwise be yeah that's right makes it subject to the opposite temperature mm. and all that stuff it's that's a tempered thing it makes it stronger
2: yeah. that's a and really see, good metaphor and there. see it's never been the world on uh, when they read the book god is absolutely good it it's really never been the world that gave me any flack about that they look <laughs> at it
1: yeah man, man. i'm laughing because of how, how truth it is that so much of our anguish mm. comes from within you know the world's sure. not as turned off and, you know
2: uh, yeah, yeah. For, because for the most part, for years and years, when uh when the church had a wounded soldier, uh they just promptly took him out back and shot him. I mean, you know, so, didn't even try to get him yeah. well. And oh, so, yeah. I, you know, but but it's it's always been people that's steeped in suffering that give me flack over the book. God is absolutely good. They just cannot see that but they keep suffering because they can't see that. Yeah. Well, and
1: there's a sense of, um, I mean, having come from that a little bit, I mean, it wasn't Catholic, but I felt the suffering side of it. I was always told God wants us to be, you know, poverty's good. We weren't Catholic. We weren't, we never took a vow of poverty, but uh, it wasn't too far from our thinking. So we weren't saying, we weren't looking at them and saying, we were kind of saying, you know, that's a pretty nice thing. Look at what mother Teresa did. And, you know, all these people that took a vow of poverty and make it the penance they did. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, God, now see, I start, I'm catching myself. Watch, I watch what I was about to say. I was about to say, God, let that go on for generations. <laughs> and I, Oh no, no men, get, men, let
2: men let that go that. on.
1: Men did that. Yeah. And
2: that's, that's part of that denominator. Yeah. To keep you from the next revelation. Yeah. And see, everybody's okay until it, they balked real hard at the nine gifts of the Spirit, baptism and the Holy Ghost, and uh, they balked real hard at that. And then, and then when Word of Faith came on, oh man, Pentecostals—they they used to say this, Copeland and Hagen, hard to swallow. They named it after the snuff. They oh, were,
1: really? Oh, there's it. Oh. Uh,
2: yeah. And they just persecuted, persecuted because Satan knew the last two pieces of armor was when the prophets and the word of faith came together. And when they came together, there would be prophecies that would sound like Jesus prophesied. There would be prophecies that sounded like him. And you know, here's what the Lord told me He said, He said, I said, Lord, when He said, I'm absolutely good, I said, Lord, I need scripture on that. That's now, Steve, I did. I asked him I, because it shook me. I didn't expect him to answer me.
1: Well, I you know, was, the thing is that he loved that. He loved that response. I need scripture. Yeah, he wants yeah. that response. You know, because <laughs> he right. his his word above his name. If I have that scripture right, he that's exactly his right. Word above above his name. His own name. You know, some people now, get all Twitter page if you don't even say his name right. Well, he honors his word way above that.
2: Above his name. He said, I, I exalt my word above my name. And it shows you where all the power comes from. Because in the beginning, the word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Now he's tying the word as a him. He tells you the word is actually a person, which is Jesus. And so this is God in written form and so i said lord i need i need scripture on this i need scripture on this he didn't say why that's (laughs) enough that i told you that boy you don't need scripture on that he took me over to saint john 14 verses 8 and 9. uh we got about eight minutes so somebody put that on the screen saint john 14
1: 14
2: verses 8 and 9. Let's okay. put that up there and, and let the people look at that.
1: So she'll have that in about two seconds. There it
2: is. Uh, look what he says. Now we we'll are start in verse eight. Philip saith unto him. So he's talking to Jesus. Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. In other words, show us the father. We'll be satisfied. We hear the fathers this way, this way, this way. You show him to us because the way we've heard he is and the way you're acting just don't look the same so we need to see the father next verse jesus saith unto him have i been so long a time with you and yet hast thou not known me philip he that hath seen me hath seen the father and how sayest thou then show us the father so the lord took me to those scriptures and he said now here's what you do he said you go back through the four gospels and if you can't find Jesus doing it, you don't have any scriptural basis to lay it at the feet of the Father. Because when you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. That's good. So you've got to be able to find Jesus doing it before you can say God did it in the Old Testament. Well, let's look at Hebrews 1.3. Maybe we look at that one. Okay. There you go. Hebrews 1, 1.3. 1, 3. Let's try that. And we'll see what that says. Okay, who being, talking about Jesus now, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Wow, just that part of the verse alone answers a lot of things. We could read the rest of it, but look at that line. He's the express image of God's person. So Jesus is the image of God's person expressed to us. And how many scriptures have you found where Jesus went up and and James and John said, you know what? Samaria don't like you, Jesus. Call fire down out of heaven. Let's kill them all. We're just going to burn them all up. Let's kill them all. And Jesus said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, after all, God would burn them up. I'm going to burn them up. No, Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Said, I didn't come to kill men. I came to save men. He he, he just won't do it. He won't do what they just were sure God did. Well, if you've got this mindset, what about this one? You ready for this? There's one more. Let's do one more.
1: Yeah, go for it.
2: Okay, James. Let's look at James chapter one, I think it is. And uh, let's look at verse. Uh, maybe verse sixteen. Let's look at that somewhere. In there. We'll find that. I can, let me get my Bible. We can make sure. For you. Okay. Watch this. Do not err, my beloved brethren. <laughs> now, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is too good. We can't just. We can't just stop there. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Go back up to verse thirteen. Okay. Okay, let's start from there. Let no man say. Now, whatever comes after that, you're obligated. If you're going to obey God, you're obligated not to say. Right? Right. Isn't that right? I mean, if he says, let no man say, then whatever comes after that, you can't say anymore. Now, you can't say it anymore if you're going to be in obedience. He said, let no man say when I am tempted. I am tempted of God. Okay, the word tempt there is the Greek word tempt, test, or tried. So he said, let no man say when I'm tested or tried or tempted that I'm tempted, tested, or tried of God. For God cannot be tempted, tested, or tried with evil. Neither tempt, test, or tries he any man. So now you can't say that anymore. Nobody can say after reading that, God is testing me. He said, well, what is, you know what the word evil means there? Anything that's not as it should be. That's what it means. So now, if anything's not as it should be, you can never say again, God tested you with that.
1: Well, I'm guessing you would say, if someone were to say, Robin, well, I feel like I passed a test by God today. Is that? Really? The well, yeah.
2: let's see where the test comes from. Let's yeah. go to the next verse. Okay. But every man is tempted, tested, or tried when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. He said, that's where your test and trials is coming from, your own lust. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, we don't want to hear that. Oh, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> and then watch what he says. Just come on down, verse 15. Then when lust is conceived... Desiring wrong things, (laughs) it brings forth sin. And when sin's finished, it brings forth death. So, well, he tested him. He died. He must not have passed the test. Then verse 16, James tells you something. Do not get in error, my beloved brethren. He said, don't get in this error of saying this. Next verse. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, you you read those, yeah. you're either going to rebel, or you're going to hold to what you believe is right and lift it above this word. Now, Steve, that's what I'm talking about. A prophet's gift can be absolutely so on, so powerful, that it just blows the hair back on somebody. But without the word, it's subject to error. It'll become subject to your feelings. It'll become subject to your your lust that you're being drawn off with. You may get angry at somebody. See, that's why you'll hear me say, I can't prophesy in anger. I can't hate somebody and prophesy. Yeah. I can't prophesy against the Jackal Joe Biden and hating him. I can't do that. If I do, I'm my lust is pulling me off. I'm going to get an error somewhere. And before you know it, I'm just calling him names. So, you have to have the word to set your prophecies on. Now, the word of faith has stepped up to the plate and brought us on their sets. The prophets are going to have to do the same be like Moses and come down off the mountain with the word in their hand and say, I'm coming down here with the word. I'm a prophet and I have the word. Do you see what I'm talking about? I do.
1: I do. You know, and yeah. that thing, uh, um, I just asked this one clarification too, because our language has to change and because we change things like I, it probably hasn't been that long ago where i said, I feel like I passed the test today. Uh, and I didn't mean any malice by it. I didn't mean God was done. Oh. I just felt like it was kind of, you know, but could I have said, I feel like what happened today was pleasing to God.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I- I, I made the right choice when Satan came to yeah, destroy.
1: Yeah, so that's language that'll express the heart without getting an error.
2: Well, see, the Bible says that that uh it's your faith that the enemy tests. Yeah. He comes against your faith. God don't come against your faith. He's not people say, Well, God wants to know what what I'll do. Well, now this is remarkable because we just found out something God didn't know. <laughs> that's just amazing and then people say this well you know he he knows what i do but he wanted me to know what i would do
1: <laughs> really it's silly
2: really is that right yeah that's like saying you know god didn't hurt me but he allowed the devil to come and hurt me yeah that's so six so one now
1: those are the other yeah. Right?
2: so you, now you know if i turned a, a doberman loose on somebody who would the court say turned him loose? Who would the court say did the damage, the dog or me? I'm the one who would go to jail <laughs> because I turn. It's the same thing. I won't yeah. hurt you, but I'll let my dog hurt yeah,
1: you. It's the same argument. Yeah. Just,
2: yeah. But see, the, the word of faith teaches you to talk different. It teaches you to think different. It teaches you to believe the word. And and hold it as final authority, and then when you see that, then the prophes the prophetic comes forth, and then and when it comes forth, it's oh, if we had another ten minutes, I could tell. Go you.
1: ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Robert.
2: But here here is the thing.
1: Go ahead, you right. <laughs> I right get
2: on. I get tickled about it, you know, because I got tickled about me doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, okay. Because it's bigger than your head, yeah. Okay, it's just like this. I I asked the Lord one time. I said, um, I was talking. He was teaching me about other tongues, speaking in other tongues. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I was, and he told me what other tongues is, what it's about. You know, the Spirit searches the deep things of God, and and he t- he talked to me this way. I. Re- I there was a a field of monkeys I was watching one time and they were all foraging on the ground, you know, and this one monkey was up in the tree watching. And so all of a sudden this monkey made out this certain noise and all the monkeys stood up and started looking around. And the, the documentary, the scientist on the documentary said, this is the monkey's word for snake. This is their word for snake said, so we've observed that every time they say this certain sound, there's a snake somewhere, and they all stand up to look for it. Wow. Because a monkey like that, a little monkey, is one of these big pythons and all favorite meals. Mm. And so he, and so all the animals have a language they understand. Everything has a language they understand. Uh, if I was talking to God let's just say i was standing there talking to him and we're talking in a certain language in other tongues that's the language adam spoke in before he fell and so we're speaking in other tongues and an angel walks up he can't understand me so he just sits back and and waits until it's finished but i can communicate as long as i can speak his language and so everything above something speaks the language of what's below it, but nothing below can speak the language above. Oh, good. That's good. And so, and so there is a language that God speaks to you in your spirit. Now watch this. See, it's just like the Bible codes. You know, you've heard that. Mm-hmm. You've heard oh, yeah. I've taught on that where everybody's name is in the scripture somewhere. It's in these codes, and everybody's name they've ever put in the Scripture shows up every time it shows up. It shows up who they are, where they came from most of the time. They find Very that, right. uh, I, you know, it found uh, Oklahoma, Mura, McVeigh. It found all of that in the Scripture. They found 39 different rabbis, I think, and their lives and their histories was in the old testament going through these codes well so when somebody stands up and says thus saith the lord people say well wait a minute i don't know where that's at in the scripture you know timothy dixon said one day he said the lord told me it's going to rain fish it's going to rain fish Well, everybody looked at him funny. Even he thought it was funny. He thought, "Dear God, it's going to rain fish?" <laughs> and then it—sure enough, it rained fish in Memphis. I think. Well, somewhere in those codes, that's in there. Is that really? Yeah, it's got to be in there. So it, the rip. Well, ahead. they
1: they pick. Well, they pick it up by if it's not every sixth letter it'll be at an angle or we had an angle yeah, this way but they right. find those actual full words and and they're close seems like they're close to each other if it's oh yeah and where you lived or something
2: well see it's like uh when the first guy who did it really discovered it in modern times he found go he said his you know his. The Hebrew language is written without any vowels, even though yeah. the vowel sounds are there. There's only, you know, there's only 22 letters, and and uh, it reads from right to left, and it's aleph, uh, bet, gimel, dalit, hay, and so forth, and it just runs this way. Well, they would set it on numbers that meant something to the Jews, and they he set it to go every fiftieth letter, drop it down every fiftieth letter, drop it down, and he's watching it, and then suddenly. It started spelling out different kinds of trees in the Garden of Eden when it got to Genesis 2 in the creation in the garden. It, he said it on other, only numbers that mean something to the Jews. Then he got gets over and he finds uh, over the flood of Noah, bloodthirsty, Holocaust, Hitler, and it started dropping out in the Gee. destruction world hitler and all this and it started telling world monarchs names and the orders they ruled in they found rabbi's names they found a 20th century policeman that went missing in tel aviv put his name in there and it told where he was really yeah and <laughs> and so but no other book will do it only the bible ask the...
1: that, yeah because how would yeah. we know if they put the whole encyclopedia no. for 10 no, they've tried them. it
2: they tried they it and they tried with war and peace and only one or two words would ever be found, just very few. And so, but the rabbis did it by hand 2,000 years ago. So, when you're praying in tongues or somebody gives a message, thus saith the Lord, the Lord, God in his system of harvest, mm-hmm. it's in here somewhere. You just don't know the sequence of where it can be found yet. And so, If you try to add to this book, it won't work. If you try to take away from this book, it won't work. So all these other books added to the Bible are not Scripture. They're just history records of stuff. But it works with this one. So when you're praying in tongues, the Lord showed it to me this way. He said, (laughs) I remember I got my first computer. I didn't even know how to pull the rope on it to get it started, man. I mean, I didn't have a (laughs) clue. Little little Walmart computer, you know, and it had this monitor set on top of it that was this big and that wide. And I I would type something in and I'd hear the computer. It'd go. And the hourglass would come up and it would say, thinking, thinking, (laughs) thinking. And then after a while, it would show the answer. When you're praying in tongues, you're searching every code that's in that scripture. Your spirit by the Holy Ghost is going through every single code in there the deep things hidden in the mind of God. And you'll pray in tongues, and you're just running through the scripture. You're going through every possible sequence path, and then suddenly you'll, it'll go, I know something. And it's just like that computer searching that database. So you must take the written word, feed on it, Understand it, eat it, listen to faith people who teach the very substance God used to create it all with and feed on that. And then when you start studying the prophetic, suddenly your thinking is in line with God's. The power he's trying to move through you is in line with God. And when you give the word, man, it'll shake nations around you. And so that's where I'm what I'm trying to get across. That's a man. I'm Hallelujah. Sorry.
1: Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Robin. Wow. Very, very you know, never enough time, but that was really good, really good. We won't try try not to have you wait so long to come back now, you know don't wait don't make I, us wait too
2: long <laughs> i really enjoy being on this program steve i mean i so get a fun. lot you give me so much freedom and oh
1: yeah, and so.
2: uh, the viewers are just top-notch i mean they, they really are,
1: are aren't they I they mean, are, I mean, probably man. have similar viewers oh our partners
2: now yeah our partners are just absolutely over the top i mean yeah. they're 11th hour partners they are they are my family yeah uh, uh, yeah i don't yeah. know There's probably a lot of them watching right now. No, I mean,
1: we, yeah, and we see it the same way. It's like they're such loyal, devoted, they're patriots, they're conservatives, they're God-lovers, they're God-chasers, they're, you know, they are they kind of got the best of all worlds, and I think yours and audience and ours are similar only because of that (laughs) prophetic and all of that. Amen. Amen. Well, Robin, very good. Do you feel like maybe just praying for the people as we go out here? You know, that'd be awesome. Uh,
2: I do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over the people today. And I pray, Lord God, that in their hearts, Mm. Lord, they would take great courage in the fact that we win this thing. And Lord God, they're about to see pages turn that are so big Mm. that it will give them the celebration mode to celebrate and eat cake and dance in the streets. We will dance in the streets, Lord. And I ask you to encourage them in this. And show them, Lord, that it's not hopeless, not one second in time, because you are not helpless. And this thing, Lord, is about to be seen and total victory. And I pray, Lord God, that they will have the courage to study the word of faith and the Prophetic together. I pray, Lord God, give them the hunger for this kind of teaching and this kind of of move and word. Yes, Lord. Praise and honor for it. Prosper them in every turn they make. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Robin, so thankful for you. Uh, give our love to your wife. But some some may not know that it's Robin and Robin. Yes. Like Mr. and Mrs. Robin, Robin.
2: <laughs> yeah, be, be 44 years this 44. coming yeah. yeah,
1: we're at 44 too. So I think yeah. that's what it is. I think it's 44. We're already in 78?
2: we married in yes 78 or 79 it was it was Whatever, april yeah. of 79
1: okay yeah, yeah. we are we were uh, like june of 78 so we're a little bit ahead of you but wow that's You're amazing. a few months yeah, yeah. a few months now yeah. yeah june 22 1978 so okay well god bless you thank you and a quick reminder everyone that johnny enloe will be with us uh on monday johnny enloe unfiltered always amazing steps so really yeah. good stuff we love you all all of our viewers we thank you and thank you for your support at the thank end you. of this uh, as we sign off, there's a little slide that tells you i can donate we appreciate that very much all right everybody have a great day thank you robin great weekend too see y'all later shalom okay. shalom bye-bye
0: this has been elijah streams Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List
2: Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.